0: You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent, listener-supported radio. I'm back, back in New York Brian. Scott. Matthew. Hey, what's up,
1: guys? How are you? <laughs> we S- did it. We did it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, it was funny i was i was like wondering i was going to text you guys like if they make the playoffs i wonder if they'll ask me to be on the show but i didn't want to jinx anything even when it was a certainty that we locked up six i'm like (laughs) i'm not going to say anything
0: (laughs) yes so for our listeners out there we're welcoming back uh matt Innes, nick's expert friend of the pod (laughs) recurring guest uh he is also uh referenced fairly often by brian and i he's in a group text with us uh you know about the Knicks um and it's really this is a culmination because the three of us have been on a journey for several years but especially this season we have uh some like together th- with the help of modern technology and texting we have watched at least 70 of the 72 regular season games more or less at the same time um, I don't
2: think it's fair also to give us all the credit for this next season, but I do I don't think we deserve none of the credit either. like agreed. I do feel like there was a collective willing of this to be an interesting season. It was like I'm not living through another one of these seasons. <laughs> they will be something <laughs> this year and that collective energy
0: has pushed them to this point. I agree. I think it's true. We didn't. We. I don't think, yeah. I, none of us signed up for a boring season. I don't know. None of us thought this was possible. I don't think.
1: No. And I even remember when we went back to the first couple texts, like, even in preseason, Brian was like, I think we might be okay. And we were all. <laughs> and, you, you know me, I was ready to be all in by playoff tickets. But Ishii was. The voice of reason, and he was like, you know, let's pump the brakes. It's preseason. I know we look okay, and then like, after ten games, Brian was like, guys, we might be good. I was like, oh, we're awesome. (laughs) Forget about it. We're great. And he was like, I don't think so. And then like, finally, towards the end of the season, we all just said, guys, we're good. Like, I think we're we're good. good. And now it's like, oh, we're a play. And it just kept progressing. It's been all. It's been awesome. It's been way too much fun.
0: (laughs) That's true. I mean, I yeah, I was definitely the last to accept that this was possible,
1: but. But You I, were more willing than I thought you would be, though, Scott. You came around a lot earlier than I thought you would, in all honesty. <laughs> like, like, when you admitted, like, I think we're pretty good. I was like, wow, I think we were at the all-star break. I was like, oh, that's early for you. I thought you could say it till like, literally
0: today. <laughs> no, I I thought that was probable, too. But, I mean, we're not just in the playoffs. Like, we're the four seed. We're the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference.
2: Well, it was funny too because we rode this wave. We were like this 500 team for most of the year, right? And it was kind of like you kept waiting for like, all right, is the bottom going to fall out? Like they would be at 500, and then they'd be like two games under, three games under, and you're like, oh god. But then they, you know, they bounce back and they they get back to 500 or a game or two over. And then there was this last 20 games where you know they went 16 and four, and just like totally changed the trajectory the thinking the way everybody in america is viewing the knicks like it just totally transformed the season where you're like oh my
0: god we're like good (laughs) yeah that's so that's so true because like i i think that like they were such there there was like so many surprises as the year go as the year went on and it seemed like a logical conclusion like we were building to it to some degree but I guess it's not true. Like, it's stunning, the, the last 20 games. Like, of all the surprises of the season, the last 20 games might be the biggest one of just, like, the way that they finished.
1: I, I just, I know I was saying to you guys, the way that the defense has been there all year, and then in those last 20 games, they looked like a top offensive team in the NBA. Like, not not, you know, not one of the best, but their offense carried them a couple of the games, too. And it's just the shooting is incredible. The turnaround from guys like, Bullock, R.J. shooting obviously has been talked about. It's just amazing the way that they won some of those games too. It was like, oh, all of a sudden we're just this three-point shooting team that seemingly felt like we couldn't miss it during that win streak. It was crazy.
2: No, it's true. And everybody was kind of there was this thing about like the defensive regression, you know, that we were allowing a lot of open threes and people weren't making them. And then and it and it even and it happened like a little, like the defense slipped like slightly, but in that stretch the offense they became. A top five offense for like twenty five games, and yeah, we—I mean, we were, the like first part of the year, you—the shooting was the thing we're all freaking out about. Like, they don't have enough shooting, you know, mm-hmm. and like, how are we going to survive yeah. with we don't have enough shooting? And that's when you got people like, maybe Kevin Knox should play. Like, we need <laughs> shooting, and now. You have, like, four or five guys who shoot over 40% from three, and, like, we don't take as many as some of the other teams, but we're actually, like, one of the better three-point shooting teams in the NBA think from a percentage from sixth, standpoint.
1: We're, like, sixth, I think, in the league. Sixth or seventh percentage-wise. It's crazy. Right, and when you think of where they started,
2: like, you know, so for the last month or two, we've been an elite three-point shooting team, and yeah. it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, and it probably, too, like, uh, you figure, right, we had Bullock and Burks, and those guys were supposed to be the shooters that we had. And, and like, even going into the season, I was, like, disappointed because it was like, those are our shooters. And then, <laughs> but then, you know, obviously, and everybody talks about how Randall suddenly just out of nowhere is lights out from three-point shooting. But then RJ getting better. And then, like, around the fringes, too, like, Derek Rose has actually been a much better three-point shooter this year than he's been for pretty much his entire career. 100%. That was He's really good. Yeah. yeah. And so that, so let's, I guess let's start, Uh, you know, with the Hawks series. We're going to play it. When does that, but first of all, I can't find this anywhere. Does they not release it yet? When is game one? Sunday. Sunday. They haven't
1: released the time yet though.
0: Okay. So it's Sunday. All right. Yeah. Um, I
1: still, I have that New York bias. I'd be shocked if they're not the eight o'clock game, but they have LA is playing too. So they might push them till later, but I think they'll be a 3.30 or 8 o'clock game would be my guess.
0: All right, let's clear our afternoons and let's talk a little Knicks-Hawks. So I was thinking, you know, it's because Derrick Rose is kind of what got me to think about it. I feel, I feel, and again, maybe this is some New York bias, but I feel like we're hearing a lot about who the Hawks didn't have for various games that we beat them. Not enough talk about who we didn't have. Because we didn't have Derrick Rose for the, was it the first two or just the first one?
1: It was definitely the first two. And yeah. then the third one, he was back, though. The third one, he was back because he was having a hard time covering Trey before he went hurt, before he got hurt. But, yeah, he wasn't there for the first two games.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, he wasn't there in the first two games. Burks definitely missed one of them. No, but you're right. It's like their, their season is a,
2: is like two stories, right? They got off to this horrible start. They fired the coach, and then they were awesome afterward. And everybody's like, oh, the Knicks didn't play the real Hawks. But, like, our season is exactly the same. Like, yeah. We were 500 team for most of the year, slightly below, and then we were 16-4, and four. so they haven't played us either, and we beat them when we weren't as good, and now we're better,
0: and so why, you know, should it be that different a story? Yeah, that's true, except then also, I, you know, I I, sent, I saw this earlier today, but, you know, ESPN had their panel of experts, and, I, uh, you know, or whatever, picking the series, and I think only two guys – they had, like, ten people picking. And I think only two picked Atlanta. And everybody else yes. picked us in either six or seven. So then that flit, that flipped because I felt I felt like I was hearing a lot of just the Knicks did not beat the real Hawks, et cetera. But then I was really surprised to see all those guys pick the Knicks. And it, like, made me a little nervous, honestly.
1: I think they're trying to uh... – I think that it's just like, you know, it's talk and then they have the 10 people. And I think like when they really started to look at it, like it's hard to bet against the Knicks right now. And yeah, you could talk about all the guys the Hawks have, the what ifs and all that. But at the end of the day, the Knicks at full strength, they've proven they could play with anybody all year. And Atlanta has this weird thing where they have a lot of good players. We were talking about it today, a lot of good depth. But like in the playoffs, are all those guys getting minutes? I'm curious to how Nate McMillan works the minutes for those guys, because like. They have a lot of really good players and a deep bench, but they're not all playing 20 minutes a game. And it really just comes down to what you can do to Trey Young. You know, if they can stop Trey Young, I think the Hawks can't win. And we have the best defensive coach in basketball. So I think he's going to find a way to stop Trey Young. And that gives us a gigantic advantage.
2: Also, I think everybody, I mean, the consensus was like Knicks in six or seven, which feels right to me. Like, it's not going to be like, I'm not like Knicks in four and it's an easy series. It's like, it's not it's uh, they're two fairly comparable teams. But I think if you had to pick which one you think is most likely to win, it's the Knicks. So Knicks in six or seven feels right, you know,
1: and especially with the home court advantage. I think it it feels right.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because the Hawks have actually, too, they've been really good at home this year. So it's I nice so. That they didn't get the home court advantage. Also,
2: it's going to be a decent sized crowd because it's going to be, you know, 50 percent vaccinated shoulder to shoulder. And then whatever whatever the situation is like six feet apart in the rafters
1: i think they're going to pan to the crowd and that thing's going to be close to filled i i i think that you're going to see it and you're going to be like that's not 50 i think there i think there's going to be a lot of people there why can't
2: they just fill it with vaccinated people i was so going to
0: say why it. are we even letting unvaccinated
1: in yeah just fill it. please just fill it i i'm telling you though i think you're going to see the camera and you're going to be like wow that's a lot of people it's good I, and i don't know if it'll be a product of like watching Empty arenas and arenas full of two thousand people. If just then, whatever it is, eight or ten thousand people feels like a full arena. But I think we're going to look at it. You're going to be like, that thing is close to capacity.
2: <laughs> well, they're saying thirteen thousand. That's a lot 13? of people, and it's they're going to put the vaccinated people like shouldered, like in. So, so there's going to be parts of uh, that are packed. So wow. it's going to feel thirteen thousand.
0: Yeah. What's the capacity it's, of the garden? I feel like it's eighteen. It's like twenty or... something. Yeah, it's like yeah. twenty. So it's
2: going to, there's going to be real juice. It's not going to be like what it's been.
0: And it's, it's curious
1: how a road team reacts to that in game one. That's true. How how is Atlanta going to react to that? They're a young team. They haven't played in front of a crowd like that in a year and a half. Yeah, that's true. It might, it might be a huge thing that, yeah, we we're acknowledging it, but I don't know if we can understand really how much of an impact that might have in game one. And even game two. It no. could be jarring
2: as hell. Yeah, I mean, they've all been playing in empty arenas for two years now. It's suddenly it's gonna be like the most insane, like rabid. the Roman
1: Coliseum. Like, <laughs>
0: <right>. <laughs> oh, and just too in front of a fan base that is so thirsty. I mean, right. so thirsty for this. It's gonna be unbelievable. That's a lot of people. Why are we letting unvaccinated in? Get them out of here. <laughs>
2: I know, I don't really get it. Is it like, are they? do they not want to discriminate against the unvaccinated? Like, what
1: is the issue? I mean, they're sort of discriminating them by giving them their own section.
0: <laughs> right. No, that's luxury for them. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> they got all their space. I have no issue discriminating against the unvaccinated. Discriminate. <laughs> with prejudice. Don't let them in. Or let, make them yeah. get vaccinated before they come in.
2: I don't get it either. It is weird. I don't know why you wouldn't just... If you, if you can you know if you have to check for vaccinations this make it
0: 100%. Yeah, this... I would
1: like 100% vaccinated over this. That's for sure. 100% card <laughs> and I would love to watch a game with
0: 100%. Oh man, I can't believe that's still 13,000 is exciting. I didn't realize that. There it is, is going to be you're going to feel that electricity in the TV too. Like you're really going to Oh, that's going to be so good. So I uh I was listening to Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo and I, you know I don't know Simmons was saying how like he, well he was saying that it's going to come down to Tibbs versus Trey Young and, yeah. and 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 then he was sort of saying like he, he was he was speculating about what Tibbs might do to him and then he was saying like it, he was asking and I, I don't know like is it smarter to let Trey Young take a ton of shots rather than distribute like he's really only shot 34 percent from three this year I know he has crazy range it's going to be a you know, when you get other guys less involved and, and what have you, like, what do you think of that opinion?
1: I've, I always like that strategy. My problem is letting, like, if you're, if your mindset is like, let this guy drop 50. I think like, that's a weird mindset to have. Like, I'm going to let this guy drop 40 or 50. Cause then you're hoping that you can then shoot. like, what if you let, let, what if that's your game plan? You let that happen. And then Clint Capella is just gobbling up rebounds, which I know he's going to do in the series anyway. You know what I mean? Like I, I get that strategy. I don't think dibs will do it. I think dibs is going to attack him personally. I think they're going to double him. I think they're going to blitz him on high pick and rolls. I cannot see them playing off him and just letting him shoot. I, I just, I don't think that's Tibbs' mentality. I think he's going to attack him and he's going to force him to get the ball out of his hands. Cause it's kind of the same thing. Like, if you let him just shoot, whatever, but if you also force him to get the ball out of his hands very early in the shot clock, it's the same concept, and then the ball's not in the best player on the other team's hands. That's personally what I think Tibbs would do. Um, I don't love – I've never loved that strategy of, like, oh, let him get his. Because guess what? When you guard Trey Young, he sometimes drops 40. So, like – and also, how does that change anything? So, what, you just play everyone man-to-man, and you just – don't help on him. I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. It could happen and I could be wrong as, you know, usual, but I don't like the idea. And I do think Tibbs will attack him. I think they're going to try to get the ball out of his hands, make him uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know. That's
2: interesting. Like I, I get the idea is like, he can be, he can sometimes sort of, uh, blow up their offense. Cause he's, he's a little, he tends to be a little bit of a selfish guy. And so maybe you don't want to like get him facilitating, but I don't know. You only go like you can only really go that way for so long. Like once the guy's scoring a lot of points, like just innately, you kind of react to it. And then once you've gotten him going, now you are scrambling, and then he's then he's facilitating anyway. So like, um, I I don't know that there's I, I can't I mean I agree with that. I can't see them like letting Trey Young
0: like go off. You know, like I, I, I find that hard yeah. to imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He also. I, oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, too, I thought of it also like I think also with a guy like Trey Young, who, you know, still is a young player, not a lot of experience. I think the last thing you want to give a guy like that is is confidence. And if he starts just burying shots, he's going to get super confident. I think he's going to play better. Trey Young strikes me as the kind of guy that if you attack him, make him uncomfortable, it's going to go south real quick for him. And I just I wouldn't let him kind of feel himself be like oh these guys can't stop me i wouldn't also it might just be that i don't like his face that much but <laughs> i wouldn't let him gain that confidence on us and i personally don't think dibs is going to let him think that he could score on the knicks whenever he wants i just i cannot see in the locker room dibs is like i'm gonna let trey young score let trey young beat us like i, I do like is like Trey young is not going to beat us i, think I don't like his face at company. all also
0: no yeah he has a terrible <laughs> face
2: how many NBA faces I just like this as the season's gone on one I reconnected with my sports hatred yeah. like just hating guys and like they're like I was we were playing when we were playing the Lakers Kyle Kuzma like that face <laughs> that's just not for me yeah. it's such a I don't know what I couldn't even tell you what it's like why do I hate that face but certain faces of NBA players and I think in the NBA you see their faces so much more the NFL they got the helmets on baseball you're not as focused on it NBA
0: faces there's just some some disasters out there. <laughs> we got to start an Instagram account, NBA faces. I was, I
2: actually was almost texted you one night that we should do that on the Giants Among Men Instagram account. That we should just start posting NBA faces that we can't. That we like,
0: that's true. That's a great idea. Actually,
1: we'll start with Trey Young. That's a yes. perfect one. And is Trey Young really going to get the calls that you see him get in the regular season? Like he's not gonna get he's he's not gonna get those floppy calls. They're not gonna call that. In all honesty, you're gonna laugh especially because everyone knows how I feel about Alfred Payton. I think Alfred Payton's gonna play super physical with him, and I'm kind of excited to see it. Even though I was reading on Twitter that apparently he's cooked him all season, but I think <laughs> I think so with the playoff physical atmosphere and them letting more things slide. I and I think Payton knows if if. Trey Young cooks me in the first five minutes of this game, I might not play the rest of the series. So, uh, you know, one thing I, I, you know, I don't love Alfred's game. I've said what I said about him. Everyone sees it on Twitter, but I don't think he's like a loser that's going to roll over. I don't think he's just going to let Trey Young dominate him. I, I, well, I, think he, I think he's very prideful. I think he's a tough guy. I think he it has a tough mentality. I'm kind of excited to see how he responds to all the criticism he's gotten for the entire season.
2: Since you bring it up, let's let's get into it.
1: Let's get into the Alfred Payton elephant
2: in the room, because I would love to agree with you, and I feel like I've been—I'm Scott. I've been like you know trying to the inner corner. Like the Alfred thing is too much. People are you know there were periods even when he—I would argue—he's played pretty well this season. Like he's been such garbage for the last like ten games, and that clip in the Boston game where he is just hands on his hips, not participating in the game. I mean, that's the biggest game the Knicks have played in, like, a decade. They had to win that game. Like, you're out there. I mean, I I was like, that was the most egregious, you know, like, does this guy – like, I I feel like we've all been saying about him because Tibbs seems to feel this way, that he is a tough guy and he's got this, like – physicality to him like i don't know that was like as bad as it gets that was just... jarring <laughs> it was that... jarring that's the only way. that's a good perfect word for it like it was just like whoa like how bad has this got and like what what's the big deal elf like i know your role kind of stinks now but like they're still playing you they're in fact they're rolling over to like cater to you to not hurt your feelings like that, i don't know i was like sh- just
0: like my jaw dropped when i saw that it was it was bad it was really bad, real bad. I'm not gonna <laughs> deny it. Here's like, my like. What if that was Obi? Like, it,
2: I mean, would we, I mean, would Tibbs like throw something at
0: him? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would would like
1: I think Tibbs would,
0: would have, have tech- rain down at him? <laughs> <laughs> right. I yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, all right. So, I here's my mild defense, and I'm not defending. The clip. I know what you're talking about. That was bad. That was bad. It's, uh, but, and you sort of touched on it. And I don't even think I would bother to say this if I had not said it in the past so I wasn't already on record as feeling this way. But his role sucks and everyone hates him for it. It's not just like you have a, a, you know, a role that's no fun, but even just like the fan base mostly ignores you. You have a terrible role and everyone hates you. And that's got to be, like, really taxing on you. And it, that doesn't excuse what he did. But I've also felt for, like, a month that I can't imagine what that must be like to be him. It's just, I'm going to go to work today.
2: What, what, what's it, what? He's the starting point guard for the New York Knicks. Like, you know what I mean? He has every opportunity to change his role. Like, play well and you'll play more. Like, they want you to play well. They're not putting you out there to play poorly. You're playing poorly. And, like, he's not getting booze rained down on him. Like, he's getting mean tweets said about him, you know? Like, that's every guy in professional sports is getting mean tweets. Like, I I don't know. I just, like, what is, you know, you're out there. Play hard. Try your best. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It just was – it seemed like this this throwing in of the towel – so, on the
0: season, right in the most important game. So why yeah. do you think Tibbs puts up with that? Like from him, like what? It, like what is it? Right. I think
2: he's just really loath. One, uh, the, he's really loath to mess with Derrick Rose and the way they're using him. Yeah. And he doesn't like Frank in that starting point guard role because he can't drive, and he likes the, he likes a little bit of dribble drive with his lead guard. And he doesn't want to put quickly out there in that role. And I think he would put Burks, but Burks, you know, was in and out there down the stretch and missing time, and so they couldn't really do it. And that and I, now it just feels like, am I gonna do this? Am I gonna shake up my starting lineup like four games left in the season? You know, like I, I just feel like it's this inertia. But I mean, I just think you're underrating how bad he's been like in defense of all the people on Twitter screaming about Alfred Payton, like the last, there was a six-game stretch where they were one of the worst teams in the league with him on the floor, and the best team in the league with him up. Like they're outscoring people by like a hundred when he sits, and getting creamed when he plays. Like
1: at certain point, I can't where people are like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, and like it's not wrong that that he stinks and he's been terrible. But like at the end of the day, all the things that you just said are totally accurate. There's no way Derrick Rose is starting. He loves him with that. He loves quickly with Rose. Burks can play point guard, and I think Burks can play point guard against Trey Young because, in all honesty, Alfred Payton could probably play point guard against Trey Young. So, like, this would be a kind of interesting series to try it, but, are you, like you said, are you really trying something game one of, of, the, of a series that you kind of expect to win? I just – I don't think he hurts us enough in this series to – really consider a drastic change like that. Cause in all honesty, he's bigger, he's bigger than Trey young. You might see him attack Trey young a little bit offensively. I mean, he might throw the ball out of bounds or get blocked by uh Capella three times when he does it. But I think he's going to make Trey young work on defense, which is something like, like I love Frank. You guys know, I love Frank. When Frank starts, Frank has zero confidence and he can't start. He's just not a starter. I don't think he can handle it. And when he comes off the bench and is like, just guard this guy, that's his role. And I think you might see Elf start and if he struggles, you might then see Frank come in and play defense when Derek Rose then needs his his break or something. I think you might see things like that. But I mean, Elf starting, we're gonna all be rooting for him. Hopefully he doesn't embarrass himself. We'll see. (laughs) I
0: I will think
2: wouldn't it be nice for Rose to come in with like a six point lead every once in a while rather than and then we extend the lead rather than like, well, we're down four and
1: (laughs) you see Rose come in like here we go again. i'll say one
0: rose turns it around one benefit of starting elf in this series is he could get physical with trey young early we don't have to we don't have to worry about him getting into foul trouble in fact if he got into foul trouble everyone would be ecstatic you know that's sort of what i'm like i think i think you're gonna see a
1: super aggressive and if they call two fouls on him in the first two minutes and trey young gets frustrated who cares like, right. I, I think you're going to see him play super physical on him. And and I'm interested to see it. I, you know, I think Peyton is a good defender. I know he hasn't been that great this year. And everyone, like, puts up all the ridiculous advanced stats that prove he's the worst defender. Fantastic. Great. I don't care. I don't think he's a terrible defensive player. I really don't. And I think I I'm curious to see what happens. And, again, not defending him. He's been awful. But... He's starting. I'm going to root for him, and I'm going to hope he does great. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, he shouldn't start. He's going to start. Let's accept it, and let's play some defense on Trey Young. <laughs> no, I mean, I,
2: I don't yeah. think he's – I think he fits the defense the way they want to play defense pretty well, yeah. too. I just don't think he's played well defensively. Like, he's not incapable of it. And it is – like, it feels crazy. Like, again, they've had a, like, 16-4 stretch here down this down the stretch. Like, you're going to change your starting lineup for game one of the playoffs. So, on the other hand, it just is, like – it, it it's a very unique. I can't recall anything like it, where a team is like playing this guy who's terrible and just trying to like work around it in this bizarre way.
1: Well, it's funny. I, I like. I've gotten into arguments with people that are like they're winning in spite of him, and like like the stats that you said, Brian, it seems that way. But like there there's no way that that's actually true. That they're winning in spite of
0: he doesn't play Alfred. enough for them hey, to win in spite of him.
1: Yeah, he doesn't play enough, and also you don't go sixteen and four in spite of somebody and like, if it was that bad, like, like, like you said, like, why would Thibs be playing? It just, it makes no sense that like to talk about it in that kind of an extreme, like they're winning in spite of him. Like if he wasn't on the floor, they'd be better. It's like, that's crazy. It's crazy. And I, I, I said it to you guys a while ago and you know, I don't think it's as true as I said it, cause he's been so much worse the last couple of weeks, but I do think there's something to a team guarding Alfred Payton and being like, Oh my God, this is so easy. And then Derek Rose comes in and they're like, oh, my God, we have to now actually play defense because we're getting attacked by a point guard that could score and shoot. And it kind of gets teams on their heels a little bit. I I don't know. I think there's something to how drastically different they play offensively with him. And then when Rose comes in and I I don't know if that's crazy to think, but I, I think there's something to how different they play. I'm just trying I feel to try like to no I feel like there was a
2: time where it, where the criticism was like really unfair where he was not so bad and he even played okay and it was it was like a you know people using advanced stats to like find arguments it's just like it does feel like the last few weeks and then he's culminated the in that Celtics where it's like boy he's not even trying out there anymore yeah. where you're like I don't know like. You know, I think there's ways you can. I mean, look, again, I don't know. It's so hard to try it now. Like, it's like, are we really going to try it? But I mean, I do think like a Burks starting point guard or even quickly, like being in that role where there would be creative ways where you could then manage the minutes. And and you would I just don't you don't have to play this guy who's not helping you play. Um, But I do agree that, like, it's not as easy a problem to solve as people think it is and it's not like they're not aware of it like his minutes have gone way down (laughs) like they know he's Tibbs again I've said this a few times but like Tibbs if you told him like Alfred Payton's a bit of a problem he wouldn't be like what he's great (laughs) I love him
0: he's like no I I know (laughs) you think the week off helps him just like get some confidence back reset a little bit or does it give or does it give the Knicks time to say like all right we're gonna try something different I don't know I feel like that would be a you know, like, that's something you see, like, the Chiefs do when they have, like, a bye week in the first round of the playoffs. Like, they're coming out with, like, something different because they've had the extra time. I don't think basketball works that way as much. Um, I I
1: told you, I don't think it works in the way of, like, we're not going to play this guy. We're going to do something different like that. But I think you'll see Dibs do some different looks defensively that we haven't seen. Because I, I said it to you guys today, like, um they've been playing – playoff defense all year and normally now teams jack up turn up the d and you see a defense you didn't see do the knicks have another level of defense that we haven't seen or have they just been playing their absolute best defense this is it for the entire year and i like to think that dibs as a coach has some things we haven't seen and i like to think that this team also can still even turn it up a notch i think like their base defense is just so great and sound, and you're going to see the same principles, the same rotations, the same help, and you're just going to see the intensity get jacked up a little bit. I'm very optimistic, as you guys can tell, but I think they're going to turn it up. No, and I, I think we'll see some different defensive schemes a little bit.
2: I agree. Do you think um, the youngin? Do you think how much do you think quickly is going to play in this series? Same, less, more. I
1: I, I think I, I think he's going to try him. Definitely, and if it's bad, I think he's. Just, I think everyone's just going to have a shorter leash. I think yeah, yeah. has a shorter leash. I think Ob has a short, very short leash, and I think Quickly has a short leash. I don't think it's a matter of like plans how much. I think he's planning to kind of do what he's been doing, and then once Quickly takes a half court shot that completely is unwarranted, <laughs> he's just going to take him out of the game. <laughs> is what I think will
0: happen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think he's going in with the same. I think Tibbs is going into the restaurant. He's sitting at his favorite table. He's ordering his chicken parm, and, he, and, and he's eating it. Like, that's just how he's wired. I think that, you know, for a lot of teams, too, it's like, how are they cutting down the rotation? The Knicks have played with such a thin rotation as it is. Like, there's, I don't think there's a lot of adjusting they have to make. You know, I hope he keeps quickly out there for uh, extended stretches because I really think what he was doing with the rotation there at the end uh, – you know, using Burks to spell RJ and then keeping one of RJ Randall on the floor at all times, like that was working really well for us. He'll probably want to do that. Um, What about Obi?
2: I think you're right. I think Obi's going to have a super short leash, but I, you know, even though he's earned a little more rope, I think he's really played well here, but he's, you know, you're going to hear a lot of Obi.
1: (laughs) It's funny though. I, I was thinking you're totally right, Brian, but I was also thinking, Obi Obi is oddly one of the best rebounders on the team, and they're gonna yeah. oh, rebounding right. is gonna be a major issue in this series. Yeah. So I I think that Dibs is gonna tell Obi if you don't box out and grab every rebound that I think you should get, you're completely useless to this series. And I think we've seen Obi like kind of get messages like that, and you could see when he's locked in on doing certain things. Like remember in the beginning of the year when I was like he sets good screens, but he sets a million. Like I think they told him like. Listen, you got to get guys open. So he was like, pick, 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 pick. Then like lately, it's been more of like, and he's flying in for rebounds and stuff. So I think he takes that well, and he really is a good rebounder. I didn't know he was that good of a rebounder. And if he's rebounding, I think he'll play. If he's getting abused by whoever's out there, if Gallinari, for some reason, is getting boards over him, he's not boxing him out, he's not going to play.
2: You're right. He's like a dog with a phone. He is yes. like, he, I think you're right. You tell him something. He's like, okay, I'm going to do it.
1: The best anyone and he, can do and it. He puts <laughs> and, he, exactly, and he puts a hundred percent in it.
0: No. And he is like the kid. You remember like two, like he stinks, but he works really hard. And so then the coach tells him to do something and he does it even when it's not like appropriate within the game. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like too much. Yeah. Um, I really want Obi to play well. I just really want him to play well so badly. That, that kid. What he endured, how bad he was, getting screamed at, like, yeah. for, for him to be even a plausible player at this point in the year is unbelievable, really. There was a
1: long period where, I can't remember if I said it on your show or just in our text messages, I, was, I wasn't saying it in hyperbole, you know, I speak in hyperbole, I genuinely thought he wasn't an NBA player, like, I was like, I don't think this guy should be in the league, yeah. and and he's shown and that and you know I came around too I'm rooting for him cuz he, he does he plays hard and you started seeing things that he can do he's capable of doing and if he has a great ser- uh a good series I think it'd be fantastic
0: I would love to see it I'm rooting for
1: him. I Obviously.
0: mean Brian was kind of saying it before but like you know I don't I don't want there to be too many differences in how we're playing the lineup just cuz th- this this is the date that brought us You know, I want to see the guys who we've been dancing with all year dance out there. How much Frank do we see more or less ultimately by the end of the series? Will we have more Frank than quickly or more quickly than Frank? Uh,
2: More quickly than Frank, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think it really depends how it goes. I think like how much Elf plays, how much Frank plays, how much Quickly plays is all dependent on, like, how it goes. I, I-, I feel like he's going to really be evaluating all three of those guys, like, on an ongoing basis.
1: I think if we end up seeing more Frank than Quickly, that means Trey Young has been torching us. That's, yeah, that's, that's very yeah, that's, true. I think it means. Um, and, you know, I love Frank, but I sort of don't want to see too much Frank because I think the only reason he'll use him is if is if we can't stop Trey Young, which would yeah. be a thing. So yeah. if things Frank, are going well, I think we'll see more quickly. If things aren't going too well, which is so weird to say, like, oh, things aren't going well. Frank! You know? <laughs> it's yeah. kind of weird. But uh, that is sort of what I think. I think if we see a lot of Frank, it's because no one can stay in front of Trey. Yeah.
2: Frank was so close to death. And then there was the whatever, it was the Laker
1: game, I think, where he was like, yeah. he was back and it was like, yo, Frank! I, I'm so mad <laughs> still they lost that game. That was Frank's best probably uh, the best day of his entire
0: life life yeah like,
1: <laughs> it would have been the frank game Dude, he was it was great that game
0: i, I was losing it that game, it's all but. on display doesn't it feel like there have been a few times this year where different guys have just been like like you know uh, the ref's about to call it on them and then they like hit a big shot and then they buy themselves like another couple of weeks somehow
1: yeah that used to happen Elf for Peyton all season. We all just time. I, I
0: think
1: game one is going to be as uh, – Brian said it a hundred times. Like five games in a row, you're like, I think we're done with Elf. And then he'd score 20 points, and you're like, oh, my God. Of course he did. Game one is Elf's 18-point game, Brian. right <laughs> And then you're like, less. okay, I let's give him the rest of the series. And then he's I off for the rest so. of the series. Then round two starts, and we're like, I think we got a bench
0: Elf. <laughs> the Elf for Peyton game with the eyes here for it. So would it surprise you, like – we actually have done a really good job of preventing Trey Young from shooting. And I don't know if that's just Trey Young not as confident this year because his percentage is down, but like, even the first game we played against them, he had 31 points, but was only one of six from three in that first game. Yep. And uh, the second one was one from four, one of four from three. And the, well, the last one, he went out early. But, you know, still, like, I just, I was really shocked looking back at that, how few three pointers he took against us.
1: It's it's good defense, man. I told you. Oh, they wear people down. They fly to you, like, like he doesn't. He's not going to get an open look unless he's three or four feet behind the three point line. And I don't think he loves. To, I know he. I saw a stat today that he takes or makes the most three pointers, like from four feet or behind the arc or something like that. But I mean, like what you were saying earlier about like give him that. Yes, give him the thirty foot three pointer. Like yeah, absolutely. We don't have to pick him up full court, but. You, you, we've watched it all year, man. The Knicks fly at every three-point shot pretty much. They contest everything, and they make you work just super hard. And I, I think guys get tired. I, I don't think there's like a way to quantify that, but I think part of the reason that teams haven't shot well even on uncontested threes against us, I think because every other shot is such a chore to get off, and it's a fight the whole time that sometimes you get an open look and you're, you're a little tired from working so hard the rest of the game. You're a little shocked that you're that wide open and it gets in your head. I I just think that that's part of it. It's not an accident that two games he shot two of 10 or two of 11 from three. It's, you know, I don't think it's a mistake.
2: Also, if you can avoid fouling him, he's so much of his value (laughs) comes from the line. Yeah. Like his if you look at his percentages, like he's, he only shoots like 34% from three, you know? And like, I think from the field, he's like 43 or something like that. Um But he gets to the line like 10 times a game and shoots or whatever it is, like 100%. (laughs) So if you can stop, if you can avoid fouling him and then just play good defense on him, you know, you can contain the guy a little bit.
0: Uh, I hope I hope we get real. I hope the refs let him play a little bit. It's the playoffs and we get real physical with him and his face and and just watch him wilt. It's going to be fun if we beat him, like specifically him. Yes,
1: I'd be, sh- I'd be shocked if if the refs play it super ticky. I'll uh, call it super ticky-tacky and tight. I'd be shocked. It's playoff basketball. You know what the Knicks are. You know that literally the entire world wants the Knicks to beat the Hawks. Like, you're, <laughs> like, serious, no one wants the Hawks to win. Well, well, Clyde Frazier's from Atlanta. I know he's a Nick, but he's like, he's like, there's no chance I even care if they like. He doesn't care at all. But I mean. There's no way that they call a tight game. They know what's at stake. They know that Knicks bring in dollars. They know that they want to see the Knicks play defense. No one wants, to see, no one wants to see Trey Young's hair flop around for four quarters and then him take twenty free throws a game. No, no one wants to see that, and they know that.
0: I also wouldn't be surprised if there was a legitimate element of fear within the referees of Tibbs. If they get, yeah. if they get like tiki attacky in in the game, like, if, no way. Yeah, Tibbs might hurt them physically. It's stressful calling a Tibbs game. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I gotta tell you too, we and like everyone else is spending a lot of time talking about Trey Young. But I said it to you the third game of the of the of the third game against the Hawks in the regular season. Clint Capella worries me, and and he's a load. And the Knicks honestly, Nerland Nerland's Noel has been fantastic. I think he should be Defensive Player of the Year discussion. I don't think he should actually win it, but I think people should give him some recognition for it. But he really struggles with big, strong centers that can score. His his moneymaker as a defender, as a defensive player, is help defense when he can sag off a guy that sucks as a center. Guys like Capella give him a hard time, and he was a load in that third game this year when we played Atlanta. And luckily, he tweaked his back a little bit, and Trey went down. They have to find a way to keep Capella off the glass, and I don't know if I don't know if they really have the personnel to do it. So that's going to be interesting because capella capella's a load.
0: yeah capella i i we we kind of struggle against big teams too mm-hmm. and like capella i mean yeah capella, centers that can score yeah i mean john collins too is also really big he was really good in that second game of the he's three he's so
1: terrified of randall it's not even funny i'm not worried about <laughs> him. he's so scared of randall yeah. <laughs> He wants no part of Randall. That's a, they don't have a team. They don't have a guy on their entire roster that could guard Randall, and they're gonna fly double teams at him, and he's gonna know it. And Reggie Bullock just has to hit shots. I'm all over the place now, guys. I can't focus. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no, true. They had
2: no answer for Randall. Randall's been incredible they, against the they Hawks can't this year. Him. Yeah. yeah, he's been incredible. Right,
1: and so what are right. They gonna, they're gonna send Trey Young on a double and then leave Alfred Payton open. Great. Alfred for Peyton's going to be out in four minutes anyway. And then leave Derrick Rose open and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, what are they going to do? They're going to they're gonna try to double him. And then Thibs is going to have to take Peyton out when they, when they send Trey Young over for a double on Randall. And then I think that's going to be the early adjustment. And then we'll see how the Hawks respond
0: to that. Well, they'll probably also too be smart enough to put Elf far away from Payton, uh, from Randall.
1: Like on the bench. preferably in new jersey (laughs) i'm just i'm just so excited man it's so great that we're even talking about this and and i i I get like so caught up in like oh my god the knicks are good atlanta's really really good (laughs) and people like forget how good this team is and it's not as simple as just stop like we're sitting here like all you got to do is stop Trey young really difficult but bogdanovich could shoot um, obviously Capella's a load. Collins is good. I was half joking with how terrified he is of Randall, but then they've gone. We coming gone, off Ari. the bench? I mean, they have guys that can score and they're a good team and we just got to play. Like I said, we got to play that tough basketball. We got to hope that the refs don't call the ticky tack stuff and we can just kind of make them uncomfortable the entire game. And I think we'll win the series if we make them uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I I definitely think we're going to win, but as you were saying, you're right. Like the Hawks are good. I mean, I think people were and like us included, you know, I think they were the the least of the of the evils of Milwaukee, Miami, and 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 them, and that's why everybody wanted them. But I don't think, you know, you were, if you it would have been foolish if you wanted to play Atlanta just cuz you thought they stink, cuz they don't stink.
1: Yes. Yeah. It was definitely the easiest of the three but that doesn't make it easy.
0: I guess Is like, right. Both things are correct. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, Nate McMillan getting a lot of praise for, uh, turning the Hawks around, but I guess he's also been terrible in the playoffs. Like, is that a thing? Do you think that's a real thing with him? I mean, he's
1: awful. He's gotten swept twice in the playoffs with Indiana when they were good. And then I think the other series, I think they won one or two games when they were, when he was the coach there. Um, I mean, yeah, he's pretty awful in the postseason. But you know, it's do you know a who they lost of- to? I could I could check right now. I didn't look at I didn't look it up earlier, but I know they got swept twice. I'll check while you guys discuss.
0: Because I don't like I would look. I would love to believe it, but I don't know. I like I don't know. I I don't remember those series. I didn't really watch them, so I don't know if it was like he was deer in headlights or. If it was just Indiana lost or... You
2: know, I feel like I still... I feel good about the coaching matchup, whether he's good or he has a bad history of the playoffs. You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, I guess we'll see. Like, I, I don't have any, like, lack of confidence in Tibbs. Like, I guess I will say, you know, these playoff series, like, adjustments need to be made. And, like, one could argue Mr. Thibodeau has sometimes been slow to adjust. On the other hand... I think sometimes he doesn't get enough credit for like he's made some pretty large scale adjustments as the season's gone on. You know, he's actually done, um, he's changed things up quite a bit. So, you know, I feel pretty, I feel pretty good about the coaching matchup um, in the series.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I think, I think Tibbs adjusts when he has to, but not, not until he has to. Right. But I also think that that's accelerated in the playoffs because there's just like a finite, you know, the series is going to end. So you got to do something. Whereas, Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a good way of putting it.
0: Yeah. um, You got the you got those series.
1: Yeah. So they got swept by Miami in 2019-20 season, swept by the Celtics the year before. And then they actually went seven games with Cleveland the year before.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's those pretty good teams. I think I think probably it's 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 not necessarily Nate McMillan. Like Celtics two years ago yeah. were really good, and last year Miami went to the finals. So yeah. Um, but I agree. I agree with Brian. Like I think that uh, you know, there's no reason to worry about the coaching matchup. Yeah, like like if if it's gonna come down to, is the
1: edge with the like if if you're saying the players and the teams are even, and then you're saying it's gonna come down to coaching, I mean. I would bet on Thibs. Like like Thibs is not going to be the reason we lose it. Yeah, year. yeah, I agree. Yeah, Even no if way. Nate McMillan's not the reason Atlanta loses or the reason Atlanta wins, he's not going to outcoach Tim. There's no way.
0: I also think all things being equal, we have the ability to just kick it up. Like if everything's equal, talent, strategy, all that stuff is equal and we're relying on some intangible element, a mojo, a juice. I think advantage us. I agree.
2: Right. If chemistry is worth anything at all, we have a major chemistry advantage. Yes. Uh, Big time. I think there is uh, there is a certain secret spice, a, a magic to the Knicks, a camaraderie, if you will. Um,
0: yeah. I, I give us the edge there. Because even thinking back to just a few minutes ago when we were talking about Obi, like – I always got the sense the guys on the team loved Obi, even when he was terrible. Like, I think they really liked him, you know? Right. Bench energy, we score very high. (laughs) There is, like,
2: bench (laughs) enthusiasm matrix or metric. We're really high. Like, you know, Theo Pinson, I'm not going to call him the X factor in the series, (laughs) but, you know, do I expect him to play a role? Yeah,
0: of course. Right. I would say, like, Theo Pinson's role in in the success of the team being here and then it's like our group text right yeah. here as <laughs> right. far as like the energy that's fueling this next season i, I have think-
2: gotten to like this scene so much that like theo pinson not being re-signed i will react to it you right know I mean? like it'll be like oh well you know like what can, what can you do but like that'll be a, a momentary sad yeah, yeah absolutely no has theo? oh,
0: gone <laughs> What? yeah <laughs> But I love I mean, it. If, you know, he's walking down the sideline. You practically think he's a coach with his head. What, right, what are we gonna do without that's, that? Well, <laughs> that's when you know you have a special team. Yeah, it's that's true. true. Knox can't take that role.
2: Easy. That's true. Knox. That is. <laughs> that is the thing about Knox. He can't even step up into that role. Like right? he wouldn't do that. He can't like handle that. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure he falls asleep sometimes on the bench right. he
2: doesn't have the kind of energy or enthusiasm he's just like uh hey like he would be terrible in that
1: role That's awful. I, I will forever love kevin knox
0: but he's terrible <laughs> speaking of people who are terrible matthew please tell me you saw that picture of bill de blasio today
1: i i can't even talk about it i don't did you see the picture <laughs> Uh, I, of course i saw it um, of, all, <laughs> of all the idiotic things this guy's done i find what he did today to be hands down the most offensive <laughs> I, offensive <laughs> with, with, without a doubt yeah without. brian
0: brian texted me the picture earlier i said he should be arrested
1: he should that's what i said i was like is it real I said, it's not, I feel it like can't it's,
0: be real yeah it's
1: it's it's 100 i i just i, I what is he doing arrest I
2: him i gotta say there was part of me that i i think he should if he was you know i think prison would not be a inappropriate punishment there was part of me that was like wow tip of the cap though imagine like what <laughs> <laughs> i mean you, just the balls on the
1: guy That's Just true. like yep i'm a cartoon character like like everybody behold <laughs> i wonder if he had a t-shirt I, I, like this is the that, in my sick head i'm like I'm like, does he have a t-shirt on under that jersey, under the suit? Or is he going dress shirt, jersey as the undershirt and just free everywhere? I think it was
0: jersey under the t-shirt. There's no undershirt, I don't think. You don't think there's a third layer? You think that he went jersey right to a dress shirt? Nearly positive I saw chest hair. That makes me physically. Gray chest hair. I'm pretty (laughs) positive (laughs) I saw gray chest hair. That
1: makes me physically uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't like that at all. I mean,
0: (laughs) is it? Like, what What possessed him to do that? Was it just, like, a stunning lack of awareness? I think he's such an idiot that someone was like, this
1: is a great idea. And, like, like he's like Ron Burgundy in Anchorman. Like, <laughs> put it on – t- he'll do it. And he's like, you think that's a good idea? And they're like, yeah, man, go ahead, do it. And he's like, all right, let's do it. And, and they're just cracking up at him that he actually did it. Sorry, Brian, I got too excited.
2: we know you- <laughs> that was like – I was thinking of that it, somebody – it was reminding me of the George Bush press conference where the guy – threw shoes at him like that that felt like that should have happened there yes <laughs> yes absolutely it did like a sneaker should have just
1: plunked him right in the head and like <laughs> my question is do you think if he was able to run again to be reelected, if he would have done that knowing full well that he would have just cost himself the majority of new york votes by wearing that and not Knicks gear like if he was eligible to run again there's no way he does that, right? Because you basically alienate. You know, what Knicks fan would vote for him after that? I don't know. Was it, he just, hasn't Yang been talking about the Nets? Yang is so no shot because he hates the Nets. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like you want to be the mayor in New York and then you trash the Knicks on Twitter? You're not going to win. It's and awesome. they're like
2: their first in
0: the year they're back and everybody's
2: into it.
1: Well,
0: right. Oh, That's yeah. the problem. He, I'm sure he went into it thinking to himself, like, Oh, and I'll trash the Knicks because everybody hates Dolan, and that, that'll be sort of like an endearing thing about me. <laughs> they happen to be good, and he doesn't back off that strategy at all.
1: Yeah.
2: It's you know, this Nets team, like, I mean, no, I don't think any team is championship or bust more. Like, as any team where it's like, you either win it all or you are worthless garbage, <laughs> like, you know? Like, yeah. Or you
1: go home and just suffer. <laughs> this I, 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 I cannot wait for the Wizards to win tonight, I am going to be locked in to Wizards Brooklyn. <laughs> I like I Wizards aren't going to win. Yeah. Russell Westbrook might fight somebody though. Yeah. Gonna, he's gonna, so, he's, you know,
2: it stinks be that Beal is like is is uh, still hampered a little bit. Like at yeah. least that series with him 100% would be like a little fun.
1: Yeah.
2: Without him it's tough.
1: I'm so curious though to see how Westbrook plays against them. <laughs>
2: Yeah. He's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, you you wanted to bury him several times this year, but he's like, he's another, I love him too. Like, I think he's he's underrated too. like, (laughs) look, here's another team that like, wasn't everybody's like the guy doesn't win. It's like, here's another team he's on. That's really not very good. And they're, you know, they're all right. I know they're like, you know, actually no, they made it to the eighth
0: seed, right? They would have made the playoffs in the old system. So, I mean, like, you know, and he would take that series alarmingly personal. They need—they need to win tonight because I—I have to watch that. I think it's—I think it's going to be crazy. But you're—you're so right about them being so championship or bust because nobody likes them. They're not even like a team that has a very established fan. Like you know, you could say maybe the Lakers are winner bust because every season LeBron has left is more or less like winner bust. But people love the Lakers. There's like more at stake there. The only thing that's at stake for Brooklyn. Is this is You collected the three most dislikable superstars <laughs> maybe in the history of pro sports to right. play together. You have no fan base at all. It happens to be that you get those three in the year that the Knicks are good again. So the city truly does not care about you. Doesn't care. And just all those guys, they're the worst. They are
1: the worst. Their most likable player is James Harden. Right. Is it's like that just – he's the most likable one on the team, and he ate himself off of a team because he <laughs> didn't want to play for them. <laughs> right.
2: He's right. going to strip clubs
1: during COVID yeah. because he's yeah. just like the hell of it. And this is the like good guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he's like, oh, all right. He's not terrible. Like, it, it's, just, it's crazy how unlikable they are. And then you have like, I, I, I cannot stand that they hired Steve Nash. I loved Steve Nash. And then he went and coached the Nets. I'm like, I cannot stand Steve Nash. And I hope he never wins anything. I hope he doesn't win, never won as a player. I hope he never wins as a coach, coaching the Nets now. I'm like, why did the Nets have to hire Steve Nash? Hire anyone else? They could have hired Barney to be the head coach of that team. It doesn't matter why right. they have to hire Steve Nash.
2: Bob I speak. know it's such a loser job too. It's just like, he's just standing there. Like, you know, does he even do anything? I don't know. What, what does Steve Nash well,
1: do? What a thankless job. Like if they win, it's like when Kerr won with the Warriors and, and, you know, I've come around on like Kerr's legitimately, but like Spolstra, Spolstra had to, Spolstra wasn't considered a good coach until LeBron and Wade and Bosh left. Then yeah. Yeah. know, like, is actually a really good coach. It's like, <laughs> Well, no one's ever going to know if Steve Nash is a good coach until these three morons are off the nets. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I, I can see a case being made for Steve Nash being having done a good job this year. I mean, he he didn't have any of the three guys together for hardly any of the games. I mean, the guy does have to manage a situation where, you know, every day he wakes up and Kyrie yeah, just might be missing. Like, you know, <laughs> Kyrie may have decided to take two weeks off and not tell anybody.
1: But that's like, is he a coach or is he just their general? Like, is he like a baseball manager? You know, like, he's, I don't know. Yeah. Is he a I nice
2: guy that they all like and care for fine? But I think it's yeah.
1: like, oh, Uncle Steve's here. Everyone button up real quick. You know, like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I agree with you both. But I think you're right,
2: Scott. Like, I, I mean, I think if you really evaluate it, like, those guys have been in and out of lineup. Like, they've even won when they've had only one of them. Like, uh,. That's true. Although, they were most successful when Harden played. Um, yeah. If you look at it without him, they actually, you know, they were just okay.
1: But also, like, when you say all three of them haven't played, like, that's totally true, and you're right, and I don't want to discredit that, but, like, when they have two of them, they're still two of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, it's it's like, yeah, they don't have all three, it's like, okay, fantastic, but...
0: No, that's it, totally true you know. and, and, and fair. But like they're also the two seed, right? Like the Lakers had Davis and LeBron and they're in the play in tournament. So I mean, you know, I just don't think Steve Nash has done a terrible he hasn't done a bad
1: job. Yeah, but, like, or, that, or that like, like
0: don't know what kind of job he's really done. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's I guess to it's more
1: good that, like like he definitely hasn't done a bad job. I just think
0: he's there. He feels like a token coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he definitely has that feel. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. How offended are we that Monty Williams won Coach of the Year over Tibbs? Well, that wasn't the actual award. That was the um, the
1: coaches Association. They don't Uh-oh. do the actual
0: – I'm think, still offended.
1: Finals or after. I'm offended also, but maybe he won that to throw him a bone, and then they give it to the real Coach of the Year. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, just to make him feel good. Yeah. I mean, he did a good job, but, like, I, I was saying to my buddy – um. Like, yeah, I don't want to discredit Monty Williams. He's done a great job. I think that Phoenix story is exciting. I hope they go far. I I always like the Suns. I'm not sure why, but I always like them. But, like, if you – just, like, imagine you put Chris Paul on this current Knicks team. They might be be the two-seed in the East, too, and then all of a sudden Tibbs is coach of the year. Like, I think it's more Chris Paul than
0: Monty Williams, (laughs) to be honest with you. Well, right, you had a team that had Devin Booker – and DeAndre Ayton, and then you added Chris Paul, and then they got a lot better. Whereas with the Knicks, you had a team that had no one and added yeah. no one <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> except higher Tibbs. No and then yeah. they went from, like, a joke to the four seed.
1: Yeah,
2: that's true. You're like, right. That's
1: what I think the bigger difference there is Chris Paul, not Monty. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, that's and then, like true. you could say, well, Randall's the biggest difference on the Knicks. Well, Randall sucked last year, got a new coach, and now he's this. Right. Right
2: right yeah you're right I you know I've like tried to listen to other arguments it's
1: like come on nobody did a better job in the NBA no, I, this year like give me a break I, 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 it's just a product of that they can't give the Knicks every single award for right. <laughs> sixth man I don't care Randall should be yeah. MVP I don't care and he's getting most approved kick him coach of the year too can you you have to. He's the coach of the year. I can, No He's one will ever convince me otherwise. Was Phoenix yeah, in the playoffs last year? Yeah. Remember, they went like 8-0 in the bubble
0: but missed the playoffs. Oh, okay. All right.
1: I well, think maybe it was even 13-0 in the bubble. I
0: can't remember how many games they played, but they didn't lose in the bubble. Right, right, right. Yeah. They still missed. Well, here we go. We're out of time on the radio show, uh, but let's go, Knicks. Big game one. We're going to follow us on Instagram to see NBA Faces, Giants AM (laughs) Podcast. We're going to start that up. We're going to post the Bill de Blasio picture, and I'm going to spotlight the chest hair situation that I suspect, (laughs) and then we can all evaluate it. So thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, that's it for the show.